look at somebody and, and tell them we're going to keep it real today again. So let's go to work. You can be seated for just a moment. Do you sense his presence in this house? He is here because you are here and you bring his presence with you. So last Sunday, somebody needs to shout at Pastor, release the book. Somebody, somebody look at him and say, you got a book on breakthrough you need to release. You got a book on faith you need to release. You got a book on keeping it real you need to release. We're going to fire him out this office till he goes home and writes them. Most of it's already on the computer. Just, just stretch your hand and speak release to him right now. Release. If he don't, I'm going to his notes and I'm going to release them under my name. Everybody say, yes, Lord. So he talked to us last week about some things that are not real and some things that are fake. So I want to just kind of piggyback on that message because I've been known for keeping it real probably since I was born. Um, just, you know, there's other folks that have come into my life that, you know, they talk about real talk. And I'm like, some of us have been keeping it real for a long time, baby. <laughs> So he told us last week that broke some of your hearts, but margarine is not real. Ghosts are not real. Demons are. Mermaids are not real. Your fake ID is not real. You probably had a couple of opportunities this week for get-rich schemes. Just text this number and give me your PIN number on your account. Your bank will not communicate with you via text. And your bank will never ask for your pen because they already have it. So don't be, don't be clicking through any of those dumb text messages that you get. And if you get one of those scam calls that you answer, just say, Sheriff's Department, can I help you? Chattanooga Police Department, can I help you? Office of Investigation, can I help you? And after they go to the bathroom on themselves, they'll hang up. But he told us that some things are real. God is real. Jesus is real. The Holy Spirit is real. God's word is real. Prayer is real. Faith is real. His miracle power is real. Worship is real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. Satan is real. Salvation is real. And eternity is real. I want to take you to John 14, two verses. It's kind of the foundation of where we want to go for the next few moments. What my desire and my heart's prayer has been that when we spend the next few moments together, you'll find something to sink your spiritual teeth into. This is not necessarily a feel-good message. It's a you-can-live-feeling-good message. If you ask anything, if you ask me anything in my name as my representative, turn to your neighbor and say, we're supposed to represent him. So he says, if you ask me anything and anything in my name, if you ask me anything, look at that sentence. Look at that phrase. It means nothing is too hard. If you ask me anything in my name as my representative, I will do it. Yeah. 
Boom. Church dismissed. But he always throws a kicker in. If you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. There's always an if covenant with God. So if you ask anything in my name, I will do it because you are a keeper of my commandments. And you love me. And you obey my commandments. Then he says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. You can have the comforter at, say, I'm going to get on my Acts 1-8 track for Rora right now. We got too many people in the charismatic Pentecostal arena that ain't got a clue what it means to live with the power of the Holy Spirit operating in their lives. He'll send you a comforter, an advocate, an intercessor counselor when you're praying and you're speaking in tongues. You say, why do you do that? Because I need an intercessor and a counselor over my life. I need, sometimes I don't know how to intercede, how I need to intercede and what I need to intercede for. Sometimes I know what I need to intercede for, but I don't have the, the capacity to intercede on the level I need to intercede, so he does. I'll send you a strengthener and a standby to be with you forever. So I just wanted to drop in here today and do a keeping it real checkup. He told us last week that some things are real. So if some things are real, how do we keep it real? If it's real, if all of this, if all of this is real, how do we keep it real in our lives? I want to tell you, if you continue carrying the bricks from your past, you'll just build the same old house. Say, well, I don't know how to stop doing that. Well, I'm glad you said that because you're in the right place. I'm about to give you the formula. There are some things that are real in our lives that we need to deal with. Emotional issues are real. They are very real. What causes depression? Childhood experiences, life events can cause depression. Mental health problems can cause depression. Physical health problems can cause depression. The medication your physician puts you on can cause depression. You can inherit some stuff through your generational line that you need to draw the bloodline. Because just because your granny had it don't mean you got to have it. Alcohol can cause depression. Your too much sleep is a sign of depression. Your lack of sleep can cause depression. Your diet can cause depression. What you put into your system, and if you're constantly on a diet and it ain't working, I suggest you get off of it because you're just depressing yourself. Just eat balanced. Some of y'all go to the gym. You know, it's still January, and the gym is probably one of the most depressing places you can go. Especially you, if you hadn't been there in a year and everybody else has still been there. And I suggest if you've not been exercised, get out and walk around your block. All physicians will tell you walking is the healthiest thing you can do. Not lifting weights, not running on a treadmill. Get out and walk on God's green earth won't cost you a dime. 
Then you'll learn to power walk around your block. So let's just keep digging for a minute. 20% of Americans are experiencing some form of mental illness. This is not me making this up. This is stats I pulled from the great, you know, www.worldwidemess.com. The increase is due to the rise in social media. The COVID-19 pandemic and societal trends that have resulted in smaller family units and less community involvement. In other words, we are living isolated from each other. Check out the next restaurant you go to. Unless a mandate has been made, everybody at the table will have a phone in their hand. Because we have lost the art of face-to-face communication. We don't make phone calls. We just text. The danger with a text is you can't see my face and you can't hear my heart. And a text message can cause you to believe the worst. According to the Great World Health Organization, people with severe mental health disorders have a 10 to 25-year reduction in life expectancy. Turn your neighbor and say, emotional issues are real. COVID-19 pandemic triggered 25% increase in prevalence of anxiety and depression worldwide. Tell me it was not an agenda. In our lifetime, we've never seen any agenda released in this earth that was powered by fear. The spirit of fear rose up and accepted the crown. The church believed all of the fear. And some folks hadn't been back to church yet. Some folks won't ever come back to church because they believed the ungodly agenda that was being pumped to the 10th power. If you follow some of this stuff, just this week, just this week, the CDC says there might have been a problem with the COVID vaccine. Now, I'm going to just be a pastor to you. If you receive the vaccine, that is your business. But I'm going to tell you this, baby. You better anoint yourself with oil and pray over yourself. I believe in healing. You can be healed. Whatever was put into your system that should not have been put there, cancel it. Cancel it. Never has a vaccine been released in our world after like 11 days of research. We had a, a very good physician friend of ours, and she told us, she said, in former vaccines, if there's one death, we pull it off the market. It's a very different picture right now. Strangely, people are dropping dead, age 18, 42, 64, 46, when healthy athletes all of a sudden have an enlarged heart. We have a problem. But I'm watching God get a lot of glory. I'm watching God. Because just a few days ago, 
all the players took a knee. And it was great, and it flooded social media, and it was all of a sudden okay to pray. All of a sudden. Some of us have been praying all the way through. Newsflash. Researchers found a significant link between the presence of social media and increases in anxiety and depression among college students because of TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Trash.com. It's where we live. Depression affects 121 million people worldwide. It can affect your ability to work, to form relationships, and it can destroy the quality of life. At its most severe, depression can lead to suicide and is responsible for 850,000 deaths every year. So turn to your neighbor and say, emotional issues are real. But what do we do with our emotional issues? We put the word on it. I don't have time to go through all of the word. I've just picked out a few places that we can land. Let's go to Psalm 9 first. The Lord also will be a refuge and a stronghold for the oppressed. Bottom line, that, that, that is the beginning and the end of your emotional issues right there. If he becomes the stronghold for my depression, then my depression cannot live within his presence. You say you make it sound so easy. It is. Because my Bible says it's in him that I live and move and have my being. But we convince ourselves otherwise. A refuge in times of trouble. And those who know your name, those who have experienced your precious mercy, will put their confident trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not abandoned those who seek you. I love this one. Here is a formula to get you out of whatever emotional junk you are dealing with. Sing praises to the Lord. If we would just put our phones down, if we'd put our medication down, We'd put all of our depressing magazines down. We'd put the phone down and quit talking about what's wrong with us and just start singing praises to the Lord. You might get a breakthrough. There's a thing called changing the atmosphere. If I walked in your home now, what's your atmosphere? If I get in your car with you after church, what atmosphere will I feel when I get in there? Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare among the peoples his great and wondrous deeds. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted and abused. Your abuse can be very, very real. Abuse comes into your life to change your life, to rob you of your sanity. But I got, I'm going to take you back to verse 9. The Lord is a refuge and a stronghold for the oppressed. Psalm 18. He makes my feet like hinds feet, able to stand firmly and tread safely on paths of testing and trouble. Wow. So, so when, when I hit rough spots, he helps me navigate those rough spots. 
I love this. He sets me securely upon my high places. He knows where your high places are. And he says, let me take you there. Go there with me. Psalm 27, see, here's a key to life right here. Verse 4. The one thing we ask the Lord for a lot of stuff. Church said, amen. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek the most. Wow, is it? Is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple, for he will conceal me there when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. So you better, you better be familiar with his sanctuary or he can't hide you there. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. See, you need to know where his sanctuary is. We seek a lot of things. We, and a lot of things that we seek are not bad. But the psalmist said, the one thing I ask of the Lord, the one thing I seek the most. See, if I walk into your home, is it the sanctuary of his presence? What would I find in your house? What would I sense in your house? I'm going to submit to you, your house ought to feel like this house. When somebody walks, when, you, when, when UPS comes to your porch on the 45th time in one week to deliver you something from Amazon, there ought to be something about your porch when they step up on like, something's, something's different about this house. I feel something different about this house. I know that um, my neighbors probably think that we own Amazon. Because often the kids who work for us... Um, send stuff to my porch in case it won't come during office hours. So we have lots and lots of boxes on my front porch. Lots of boxes. So turn to your neighbor and say, put the word on it. Health issues are real. 60% of Americans live with at least one chronic health condition. 60%. Those are church people in that 60%. 25% of adults in America have been diagnosed with two or more chronic conditions like cancer, diabetes, heart disease, asthma, or hypertension. That's high blood pressure during their lifetime. 25% have two diagnoses. And we just learn to live with it. I'm going to submit to you, we need to put the word on it. I'm going to take you to Psalm 107. He sent his word and healed them and rescued them from that destructive diagnostic curse. You said, do you believe that? Yes, I do believe it. Yes. Psalm 30, verse 2 says, Oh, Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. See, I'm not even going to buy your stripes. I'm healed because you're so used to that, you don't even want to hear it again. I just dug around and found some things you may not have seen in a minute. Psalm 103, 
I love this psalm. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget, don't you dare forget all his benefits. Who forgives all of my sins, and he heals all of my diseases. I don't see any, anything there in that little word all that doesn't cover all. You say, why doesn't he? Because you don't ask him. And because you don't believe when you do ask him. See, we as Americans always have a backup plan. And we find ourselves going to a doctor. They are called to do what they do, but they call it practicing medicine. And they practice on you. And mostly your insurance won't take care of a wellness physician because the wellness physicians don't play in the big pharma. Your insurance will cover this medication, but it won't cover some supplements you need because they ain't making no money. Big pharma's not making no money on that. So you'll go to your physician and, and they'll say, well, try this. And all of a sudden, something else manifesting in your body. Oh, well, that's a side effect of that. Let's, let's, go, let's, try, let's add this to it. Oh, that's not working. And, and what happens is you go home and you go to med.com and you look at all the side effects and you're like, well, shoot, I've got that, I've got that, I've got that. But see, when they, these commercials on TV... They'll, they'll, they'll roll out a new medication for you. Then you're going, all the side effects. And, it, and they say your right leg's going to fall off, but you're not going to have a headache anymore. Your, your focus will change. Take this and your focus will change. It's about that bad. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed. If you, you don't need your youth is to be renewed if you are a youth. Y'all need to read the Bible. Some of y'all say, I'm too old. He just said, I will renew your youth, like the eagles. I ain't got time to preach on eagles. And pastor, go ahead and say, pastor, release the book on eagles, please. Or at least preach that series this year. So if you're young, you don't need your youth renewed. If you got some years on you, you might need your youth renewed. Turn to your neighbor and say, financial issues are real. Church said, Amen. 37% of Americans are either struggling or in crisis when it comes to their money. Look at this staggering stat. 45% have at least $1,000 in savings. I don't know about y'all, but I could spend $1,000 in about two hours, maybe 15 minutes. It's according to what I'm buying. $1,000 is not a lot of money. You can blow through $1,000 before you blink. I could get on my phone right now and spend $1,000. Easy. 
36% have no savings at all. 50% say their finances have a negative impact on their mental health. I guess so. 60% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. It's where we are. So, let's put a word on it. Matthew 6, 24. Nobody can serve two masters. So either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and your money. You cannot serve God and your possessions. You cannot serve God and Amazon. You cannot serve God and your status. You cannot serve God and value anything else above him. So when pastor was up here a while ago taking the offering, if your spirit starts going, you need to read Matthew 6, 24. Because if you're doing this, like, oh, he's talking about money again. Then you have a problem. You're not living in the fullness of what God wants you to live in. God is not trying to get your money. He's trying to get money to you. He's trying to get blessings to you. He's trying to get abundance to you. He's trying to get health to you. He's trying to get emotional healing to you. So we'll just keep rocking for a minute. Proverbs 3, we've, we've quoted, you could probably quote Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, right? What's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean on, here's, here's the, the ERV version. A little more of that chapter. I challenge you to go home and read all of Proverbs 3 today. What I teach will give you a good long life. And all will go well for you. Wow, that's a pretty good success story. Don't ever let loyal, love and loyalty leave you. With every step you take, think about what he wants. And he will help you go the right way. Don't trust in your own wisdom, but fear and respect the Lord and stay away from evil. If you do this, it will be like a refreshing drink and medicine for your body. Wow. Then he goes on. He's going to talk about money again. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Well, I ain't got no wealth. I'm going to put you down in a third world country. And you're going to figure out real quick just how rich you are. If you got plumbing in your house that works most of the time, you're rich. If you have electricity that works most of the time, you're rich. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first part of your harvest. Then your barns will be full of grain and your barrels will be overflowing with wine. Please understand when you see wine or new wine in the scripture, it's always a reference to the Holy Spirit. Changed everything right then, didn't it? Your life will be overflowing with the power of the Holy Spirit. You can trust the Lord to protect you. He will not let you fall into harm when you live in covenant with him. Turn to somebody and say, it's the only way to live. Turn to your neighbor, real spiritual and real preachery, and say, spiritual issues are real. 
anger or disappointment with God is something that we all have to deal with. So, well, I've never been angry at God. Right. Why are you sitting up in this house lying? All of us have thought, God, are you coming through? Have you left me? How many times I got to pray about this? Feelings of being attacked. I do want you to understand that the spirit of offense has been released in mammoth proportions in the earth. And if you don't learn to deal with the spirit of offense, your offense is your enemy. I need you to understand that. Offense will turn into anger, which turns into bitterness, and bitterness will leave you hard. And it will isolate you. Diminished participation in spiritual activities and living life out of focus will cause a loss of faith. Spiritual distress is increased during moments of grief, loss, and isolation. These are real things that we face. We have all faced spiritual distress. When you're, when you're hit with overwhelming grief, when you're hit with a loss, it's, it's spiritually distressing until you find the solution for that and you got to put the word on it. So when you're faced with spiritual distress and offense and anger, because if we don't deal with our spiritual distress and our disappointment with God, then it turns into anger. We get angry at the church. I got hurt at church. The pastor hurt me. My best friend hurt me. And we expect the church to be different as it should be. But I submit to you, if one doctor wrongly diagnosed you, you probably found you another one. Some of y'all been married four times. So you obviously didn't give up on marriage. But the devil will drive you out of the house of God because he knows there's peace and anointing and balance taught in that house if you're in the right house. So what do we do? We restrain our feelings that are out of control. We restrain our anger. Proverbs 29, 11 says, A short-sighted, boy, the Bible don't pull any punches, does it? A short-sighted fool <laughs> always loses his temper and displays his anger. But a wise man uses self-control and holds it back. Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. Now, that does not mean that he is telling us to bury our anger or not to deal with it. But we, learn, we must learn to control our out-of-control emotions. We should grow up to the point we can have a conversation without losing it. And, and if, if there's somebody in your life who, know, who, is, who majors on pushing your buttons, just don't hang out with them. Because there are professional button pushers. Probably some in your family. So you learn to put you a hedge. I've told you for years in this house, it's, don't build a wall around your life where you can't be touched, but build you a half brick wall and decide who you let in. See, over that brick wall, I can touch you, I can hug you and be nice, I can eat Thanksgiving with you, but you ain't coming in my 
inner sanctuary. So we restrain. Then we reevaluate. Proverbs 4, 7. The beginning of wisdom is get skillful and godly wisdom. Now I read in James that if you don't have any wisdom, what? Ask for it. Get skillful and godly wisdom. It is preeminent. And with all your acquiring, get understanding. Actively seek spiritual discernment. Mature comprehension and logical interpretation. I hope you have some of that in your life. If you have ever needed a gift in your life, you need the gift of discernment. So we restrain, we reevaluate, then we release. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, emancipation from bondage. You don't have to live physically bound, emotionally bound, financially bound, or spiritually bound. If 2 Corinthians 3 is correct. So what do we say to all these things? We've covered a lot of ground in just a few minutes. What then shall we say to all these things? All these physical problems, all these emotional issues, all these financial issues, all these spiritual mountains. What do we say to these things? We say, if God is for us, who can be successful against us? Y'all should be up shouting, running around this building right now. Who shall ever separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Yet in all these things, shout it with me, we are more than conquerors. And he goes on. And gain, and not just a victory. You're not, he, you're not just a conqueror. He says you're more than a conqueror. He's not going to just give you victory. He's going to give you over. If it, victory's good, just, just give me victory. But he says, no, baby, overwhelming victory is yours. More than you ask for, more than you declare, more than you believe for. More than. Through him who loved us. So I want to submit to you that where we are, it is time for us to believe higher. Experts may say it can't happen. The diagnosis may say it can't happen. The job that you wanted may have already been filled. Your spouse may have already filed for divorce. But they have not taken into account the favor of God on your life. I believe in my spirit that God is turning things around. But I want you to know your faith can never rise above what you say. Your faith can never rise above your confession. What are you confessing over your life? What are you confessing over the situation? Are you still wringing your hands? Are you still distressed? Are you still worrying if it's going to turn out okay? 
then you're putting a lid on your faith. Because what you say is what you get. What you see is what you get. Psalm 107, 2, verse 2. Stand with me. We've talked a lot about releasing the roar. I encourage you to be here with us Tuesday night. Just come check it out. I dare you just come check it out. You don't have to spend a dime. We're not taking an offering up on Tuesday night. Just come be here in the building with us. A double dog dare you to show up Tuesday night. It will change your life. It's changed my life. Last semester at Roar changed my life. It changed, it changed some of my walk. It changed some of my talk. But Psalm 107 verse 2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and the west, the north and the south. Sounds like a remnant to me. He's gathering. I need you right now just to act like you're redeemed, whether you are or not. If you're not redeemed, if you act like it, you might find yourself redeemed. I want you just to give me a, 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 a bass roll. I want the drums to scream over there. Just give me a scream. I want a, a big old huge drum sound. I want you to release a redeemed roar in this house right now. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. you to give me, will you give me two minutes, two minutes to obey God. There are some people headed to this house very soon, like in the next two or three weeks. I sense in my spirit an urgency. Amen. 
they're so close they're already here. And we are the ones that God is going to release healing and anointing through. And we've got to know who we are. We have to know who he is. And we have to know how to declare a thing and walk in our declaration. Healing is flowing in this house right now. Financial breakthrough is flowing in this house right now. When you release that roar, something changed in this atmosphere because see you just drew a line in the spirit realm and I want you to give me 60 seconds I'm going to put it on my watch somebody just, just need to do a timer for me anybody got a timer okay when I tell you this is going to be 60 seconds. I want you to get out from where you are. I want you to walk and touch the walls, walk and touch the doors. I want you to release the Spirit of God in this house. If you're not comfortable doing it, stay in your seat. Nobody's going to judge you. But leadership team in this house and you Roar students, I want to see you walking. I want to see you declaring. And here's the word of the Lord to you. He says... As you walk, as you step out and you begin to walk, you're going to be flooded with healing and flooded with anointing and flooded with everything you've asked him to do. Are you ready? Release your roar. One, two, three. Roar and walk. saying receive my roar receive the roar of my spirit receive the roar of authority receive get your hands in the air right now and receive it receive a new anointing nobody has to lay hands on you receive a new anointing right now right now right now receive it right now receive it right now receive it right now shame on sick Come on, praise him, praise him, praise him. 
Lift up the shout. Lift up the roar. Release it in Jesus' name. As you release it, the healing is flowing. The miracles are flowing. The prophecy is flowing. The gifts are flowing in Jesus' name. Come on, lift it up. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We bless your name. Somebody shout, he's real, he's real, his word is real, I receive all he has for me, in Jesus' name, I release everything that he has given me to others, in Jesus' name, say I am a conduit, flow through me Lord, in Jesus' name, use me Lord to advance your kingdom and I give you praise hallelujah you are real my God is real for I can feel him in my soul hallelujah I love you thank you for being here today God bless good to have Mike Patton back from Honduras give him a hand let him know he's back if you're a guest if you're a guest today we're so honored to have you Thank you for being with us. Please come with us. Come be with us again. You are dismissed. Have a great week. God bless.